We called him. I said, hi. I said, oh, my God, if you remember, he's like, oh, yes, of course, Sonny, what's up? I said, well, I have a business, business plan proposal. and I have a business partner. And we met and he looked at the things and he said, look, I'm very interested. I, I just want to look over the numbers and I'll get back to you. And that's it. And he called us and he was that on was board it. and that was it. Welcome to the Lighthouse Conversations, a podcast featuring entrepreneurs and tastemakers from the worlds of arts, culture, tech, and of course, food. I'm your host, Hashem Muntasser. If you're joining us for the first time today, hit the follow button in your podcast player to get alerted when we have a new episode, which is typically every other week. You can also listen to our extensive catalog of previous episodes on our website, thelighthouse.ae slash podcast. Our roster includes amazing guests like Fadi Randur, Nada Dibs, Chef Daniel Boulud, Ayman Baki, the ladies behind Boksha, and so many others. The UAE has had a colorful art scene from the get-go, from artist collectives like The Flying House, led by Hassan Sharif, galleries like Green Art Gallery and The Majlis, and of course, institutional projects like the Sharjah Biennale next door. One of the key catalysts that helped firmly cement Dubai's place on the contemporary art map was the emergence of The Third Line, a gallery founded by Claudia Cellini, Omar Gobash, and my guest today, Sunny Rabar. In 2005, when regional art collectors were still looking west, The Third Line became a platform for artists from our region and a hub for art enthusiasts from my generation. And Sunny and her team have been pushing the envelope ever since. As we unpacked Sunny Rabar's own story and that of the regional art scene she participated in, and in fact helped define, we zoomed in on the events that led to the founding of the Third Line. So this episode truly is an amazing piece of oral history for anyone interested in documenting the evolution of Dubai's arts and culture scene. When I saw you at the Prada event and we talked about it briefly and then I was like, um, do you think you want to come on my podcast? You're like, sure. I'm like, oh, that's great. Absolutely. And it stayed in my head. So I was like, <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to just wait a little bit so I don't sound over eager and like, you know, <laughs> yes. give her a month and Thank then you. call her. No, that's know? sweet. That's it's, sweet. Uh, no, I, I've been following your podcast and I'm like, I would, you know, actually I was really honored to be here. So thank you. Thank you. You're very kind. I'm going to start a little bit um, from the beginning. How did you get into the art world or the interest of art to start with. You grew up here in Dubai, is that yes. right? So um, my I'm from Iran originally. Right. Parents are Iranian. My parents are Iranian. They moved to Dubai in 1980 with me. Um, I was three years old and they came here because the revolution had started in Iran and they couldn't go back to Iran. So this is how we ended up in Dubai. Like so many others. Like many others. And uh, at the time, you know, Dubai was uh, quite a much smaller place. Um, and you know, it wasn't what we see today. And we basically, you know, my, my father's an architect, my mother's an interior designer. They, they basically set up shop here and I grew up here. I went to school here, went to high school here. Um, I had an interest in art from a, a very young age. I'd say, I, you know, maybe more thought that I would be an artist. <laughs> that was sort of the you interest. You thought you'd be an artist. Yeah, I wanted to be an artist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was that was how it started. Yeah, cool. and, and my parents were very encouraging uh, because both of them are- Creative you know, in, industries. Exactly. So- I didn't face any uh, sort of like, oh, you you have to be a doctor or a lawyer at conversations. Actually, they they encouraged me to to follow, um, to pursue the arts. So I was always going to maybe go to art school. And that was sort of the path that was, you know, that I thought I was going Visage to. Visit for yourself. Yeah. 
then fast forward to, you know, I was uh, 16, so I was like 16, 17, so my last years of, of high school, I had a, a pretty bad experience with an art teacher at the time, uh, whose name I don't even remember, so it doesn't matter. You blocked it um, out. I, yeah, he, he just made me feel, I mean, he knew that I wanted to, because everyone at that point knew that, you know, I did yeah. my GCSEs in art and I was doing my A-level in art at that point. And everyone, it was clear, you know, we were looking at universities. Like at that time, it was like Rhode Island School of Design, which is one of the best. Uh, it still is one of the best. RISD, and yeah. RISD, um, and a few others like in LA. And anyway, I don't know. He just broke me down. He, Isn't it amazing how at this young age, teachers and play I was so, such this proportional role in our psyche and self-worth yeah. and all of that? Absolutely. I was yeah. 16 years old. Yeah. I was very impressionable. He was my art teacher and art was my my subject. My and was he basically, you're not in no uncertain terms, but essentially you're not good enough. Basically. Yeah. He was like, do you think this is, you know, this is how you're going to get into art school. Like this isn't good enough. And he, but he kept doing it. I mean, I, I was quite pretty resilient. Like I was like, no, no, you're not. And I was, but in a way he pushed me to, to work no. harder, but he just never seemed to be happiness. Anyway, it's fine because that led me on a completely different path. Um, so I came home one day and I said to my dad, I actually, you know, I'm not going to, go to art school. And he was very surprised. And he said, why? You know, this is what you want to do. And I said, well, no, actually, I've changed my mind. I don't want to talk about it. But uh, I like history. So maybe I could do something like international relations. At this point, I just didn't even care. I yeah, said, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm just so going to do something else. So then he was like, are you sure you want to talk about it? And I was so upset that I just blocked yeah, it. Yeah, and I just decided that's it. Like it's in my past. And why do you know, and don't pressure me kind of thing. So I managed to actually get myself into a uh, university in London. It was an American university that was in London uh, called Regents College. It, I didn't finish my A-levels. Um, I just left kind of in a hurry. And my father was a bit disappointed because he wanted me to go to, a, you know, a good American university. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went there and I was, you know, for two years doing international relations um, AKA having a great time. <laughs> also, I was you know, I yeah. was like, I, I wasn't even, yeah, I was in yeah. London and yeah. I, you know, I was by yourself. Yeah, 17. It was the first time I'd left Dubai, you know. Yeah. And then one day I'm in a British politics class and I'm sitting there in the classroom. And then suddenly I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing wow. here? I'm doing something wrong. And I remember I actually left the class and I called my dad and I said, I'm really sorry. I, I've made a mistake. Um, I shouldn't be here. I, I should be in studying art, but I understand that I've now been here for two years and you've supported me in these two years and I'm not going to start because, you know, to, to actually go back into art school, you have to start yeah. with your foundation. Yeah. And I knew about Parsons School of Design. So I basically... Um, it's an amazing school. I looked them up. Yeah, amazing school. And they had this one degree. You graduate with a a bachelor's in business and it was called design management or oh, design marketing. And basically it was like for people who wanted to work within the art world, you know, but, and, with, on but, the business side of it. but, but also with, you know, art history. Yeah. You know. So that was basically what I oh, looked up and I thought, okay, well, if I'm not going to be an artist, then I will work with artists and I will support artists. And basically I sort of like flipped the script on like this teacher who made me go down this, path of, you know, uh, or, or changed my, my path in life um, to sort of be that, that person that worked with artists and supported artists and didn't put them down and make them feel like I had felt. That's so interesting. <laughs> Do you regret that decision? In other words, if that, very hard to say, of course, yeah. but let's assume that an incident hadn't happened with a teacher. Do you yeah. look back today and say sometimes, because you work with so many artists, we're going to get yeah. into that. Yeah. Oh, I wish I was one of them or no? No, I mean... You know, honestly, oh, you're like, oh, they're I, so miserable. I, really I definitely don't want to be one of them. 
No, <laughs> no. Actually, I, I want to. I want to come back in my next life as an artist <laughs> okay, okay. and uh, have a gallery called yeah, exactly. Sunny. Have, and I'm well, Sunny just... Roberts sponsor and help me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then I'm. Then I'm gonna really like get my. <laughs> no. I mean, I do. You know, I do feel that if you have um, from a young age an impulse to to uh, express yourself creatively, I think all of us actually have that impulse, and and some people just go in that way and continue. Then I think it's always gonna be there. Um, I think that I put my energy at this point when I even, so when I, I basically, my father said to me, yes, you know, if you can get yourself into, I'm not helping you with anything else, but if you get yourself into Parsons, Go. fine, but you're doing all of it on your own. Like, so I, I remember I went, I did an interview. I got into my second year there because I, so I lost a year and then I was Look, so, I feel like that's a reasonable father. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, no, he's I, mean, a, I think know, he was like, so happy. I'm thinking about my father. I'm like, that's not how he would have reacted. He, I know. So, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're a pretty I benign father. Just, yeah, I think he was just happy. At that of course. Finally, like, because I think he was worried. Like, what is she doing? Yeah, but also yeah. you, you self-corrected, right? Like exactly. you corrected your path on your own, which is amazing. Yeah, it takes was, courage. Yeah, yeah. Most people would have stayed the four years, done the degree, been miserable. Yeah. And then started Maybe. figuring out what to do. Yeah, I don't think that I, I um, you know, ever regret that I didn't become an artist because I've, feel really blessed that I work with artists all the time and I'm within, you know, this world. And, and you're I, in I, that world. And you, yeah, and you, you know, you spend a lot of time when you're working with artists from a young age within their process. So I feel lucky to be on that side as well. I was doing my research and of course, like many art lovers here in Dubai and, and, and in the region, we all know you and know Third Line. You have an amazing roster of artists, honestly that you've built, painstakingly built, frankly, over many years. Thank you. And yeah. I, I know that because I've seen also their evolution with you over the years. But the fun part, on top of all of that, so you have those kind of A-listers, right? Let's yeah. call them. Yeah. Blue chip. You still take risks and bets because I've met so many young artists through your gallery when they're really still very, very early. And we were talking yeah. about Farah, for example, I, who I met, I was telling you, yeah. the very early days when she's still at Yale or just finishing up. Yeah. And then came to her gallery and then I saw a show in your gallery and it started becoming more institutional, yep. the look and feel. Yeah. And now she's obviously more in the established roster. So you have that ability to work with this variety. You're not known for just young experimental artists or super established, you know, A-listers. Do you think your background and that interest in art and the passion and the knowledge, frankly, helped help that or that just happened? I think a little bit of both. I, my personal interest has always been um, to work with artists of my generation. generation. So at that time, but, you know, I didn't know that, you know, we're going to be here now almost, we are now 18 years old, the gallery. I mean, but at amazing. that time, you it's know, you, you can't see, you can't even think that far ahead. But at that time, I was, you know, 26 when I opened the gallery. So I was... Super young. Yeah. So I was thinking, these are, you know, the artists of my generation. And that's who I was meeting. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you ha we have to remember that there was no emphasis or no platform for artists from the Middle East at that time, even if they were in the diaspora. I mean, very few artists were known. I mean, one was Mona Hatoum. The other was Shirin Nashat. I mean, that I remember. And that's yeah, actually yeah. what happened. That they sort of maybe think, well... Where where are the other artists? I mean, there are there are so many artists in Lebanon, in Tehran, everywhere, exactly Beirut. So I was like, why why are these artists not represented? And then I realized really quickly, obviously, well, yes, because the art world is 
you know, focused on the West. Yeah. And then what happened, which I think for me, I mean, it, it all kind of, the whole thing, including the gallery coming to in existence was 9-11. And that was when everyone was like, wait, who are these Arabs? Who are these- The Muslims and the Arabs. The Arabs and, and Muslims or <laughs> these terrorists even. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and I think people were trying to understand this part of the world, yeah, yeah. really try to understand, you know? And, and I was still in New York when that happened. I was actually in New York. I was working at a gallery. I had already graduated um, and I was working at this gallery in Soho actually. So it was not too far. I was living not too far from the gallery either. So. And I remember my mom calling, being like, that's enough, come back, come back to Dubai. I was like- That's a mom. Yeah, but that's like imagine mom. I'm in New York and she's yeah. like, coming back to Dubai, you know, because, and Dubai was at this point where it was booming and, you know, there was the beginning of the real estate boom. They just built the Emirates Towers and, and, and it was a very different Dubai that I had left, you know? And the other thing that I find quite remarkable is, frankly, you weren't pigeonholed also as an Iranian gallery, which could have happened easily, right? A, yeah. you have a big diaspora here, yeah. you have Iran next door, both act and diasporic Iranians, of course, all over the world, right. that are, we all know are very interested in art, passionate about art, especially Iranian art. So I feel the easy, easier path would have been, all right, I'm going to become the go-to, quote-unquote, gallery for Iranian artists. Could have, yeah. For the region. And you have yeah. some amazing Iranian artists, of yeah. course, yeah. but not only. And I find that also very interesting. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, with me being Iranian, it was also very, you know, I grew up all my life in Dubai. So I've yes. been here since I was three years old. Yes. So So you didn't feel that that's what you so need I, to I, No, I just, I felt very close to my heritage or like where I'm from. And my, my mother, you know, I speak and read and write Farsi because my mother insisted on it. So even though I was here in school, in English school, speaking school, I was taking classes, you know, on the weekends. So, but... I, it, I never actually, I discovered Iran later through my artists that That's I worked so with. And also like, I think we have to mention Bidoon magazine because yeah. that would be, you know, basically that's actually, that was the first sort of, let's say, platform or idea for a platform. And what a platform it was. Right. And it, it is. still exists. It is. It's no, still, it, it still is. Exists. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. saying it's just but changed yeah. the way, the, 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 yeah. the way it delivers. So, yeah, so 9-11 happens. It's 2001, September. You know, things really changed rapidly in New York. And I remember I was like, okay, you know what? Like, maybe it's time to go home now. Yeah, I was there too. I left yeah. as well. Yeah. I moved to London. That's Yeah, so I did that too. I yeah. went to London. Yeah, yeah. I feel like all the Arabs and Iranians, everybody moved to London. Yeah. London was like moving overnight. safer yeah, or yeah. something. I felt, I mean, for the first yeah. time after 10 years in the States, so I interrupt you, but I felt... Um, not as welcome, frankly, for, for a period of time. And I moved to London. That totally. was, the decision was prompted so by 9-11. So this was right after, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. two years later, yeah. 2003. Yeah. I remember, you're right, actually. A lot of my friends, I mean, like I, I guess in the States could pass as like, you know, I'd always get Mexican. So I was like, you know, but like my friends. Oh, like comes my, a Mexican Yeah, side. so I was like, okay, so maybe, you know, but like in, you know, or Spanish or something, but like my, I had friends, you know, that actually they, they who had beard, like the guys had beards yeah. and they were like, they were shaving but their beards because yeah. they were so scared yeah. that they would get attacked, right? Like this is really what people maybe forgotten that, but that's what happened. No, right. no, I, I remember walking that. down the street yeah. and I have, as you know, a loud yeah. voice <laughs> speaking to a friend of mine in Arabic, um, coming out of a bar and I picked up a call and went on the street yeah. to, to take the call. And I remember looking around me and for the first time seeing people looking yeah. a little bewildered and uncomfortable 
and me being like, yeah. I'll call you back. Yeah. And that was kind of, to me, I don't know why, an aha moment of like, oh. Yeah. And it stayed for a while. It eventually went away, of course. But yeah. that was for me a feeling that like, maybe it's time to move on. Exactly. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was the feeling. And I remember like, because we were, used to go to Union Square. Just, I lived in it, Union Square. Right. So this was exactly. <laughs> and I remember right after 9-11, people had gathered there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was all this. And I remember the Village Voice actually had, yeah. I have to find this copy or like, I'm sure you can find it, but like, they had actually written something like, you know, um, those, you know, bleep, effing, you know, terrorists. And it was very much directed to people from anywhere in our, this region. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it was whoever, you know, they thought did it, what, but if you're Iranian, you're in that boat. If you're Lebanese, you're in that boat. 100%. If you're from, you know, Egypt, you're in that boat. It yeah. didn't matter. So that was it. Exactly. That was it. So it was like, well, how do we change it? How do, how do we tell another story, the, the true story? And I was also very, very conscious of like not playing up the stereotypes yeah. of there. So I was very conscious. That was like, you know, how I, you know, when I was looking at work and I wanted people to sort of see the truth. And I think artists are the last truth sayers. I believe that. So that, that was part of your mission statement? Is that interesting that you wanted to sort of almost not dispel the, dispel the mist, but show the beauty and this and the sophistication sure, the reality. of the, the like reality. these are people okay. these okay. are these are people yeah. like you and i these are artists we yeah. are you know we're not what you think we are yeah. you know it, whether it's beautiful or ugly or it's just real you know and i think that was very important you know so so bidoon came about because i had just come back and i was like okay well maybe a magazine because the magazine can distribute like far and wide i never even thought i'd ever have a gallery to be honest it was never a thing you know and um, so Bidun was was this first, and I called Lisa, who was a dear friend of mine from childhood, and she had gone to Bard, and she was a great, she is a great writer, and she was studying writing, and she, I said, well, look, you know, maybe we could start this magazine, and it could be about, you know, art and culture from this part of the world, and it's, it was called Bidun, because Bidun was, I saw it in- Such a great name. Yeah, I saw it in an article in the Gulf News, and they were talking about the Kuwaiti Bidoons, yeah. and in brackets, they put stateless, so that's what- Bidun, that's how they use the word 100%. Bidun to mean stateless. But Bidun also in Farsi means to know, Bedun. And a Bidun is or without, you know. So, so I was like, oh, wow, this is, this makes sense to so many of us. Because also a lot of us, you know, what, what do they call a third culture kid or whatever. Oh, 100%, I don't, all of us in some ways. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I call it kind of hybridity, but it's the same thing as third culture, right. whatever. It's yeah. you ha a little bit of all of that. I mean, yeah, you just bonded on a Union Square story and yet we, yeah. you know, live here and absolutely. Exactly. So, and, and then we all had like reasons to leave, whether it was by force or you like, you had to leave as refugees. Like I was being to Haif Kahraman, who was just here for a show. And she, that, that was her reality. She, you know, left Baghdad as a refugee to Sweden. I mean, and you know, a lot of her work is about this. That moment. Yeah. And the trauma related to that, but also arriving into a place where you're completely not accepted also, and you're different from everyone else. You know, so we all had a bit of this. And so Bidun was, I guess, the space for, for all of us and in a way. And it was a magazine, it could be distributed, so it's easy for people to get it in all corners of the world. And so, you know, me and Lisa met in Paris because she was living in Paris at the time. And I was like, okay, I'll come there. And then we just worked on the idea and, you know, we had so many amazing collaborators from the beginning and then issue zero comes out. So I now moved back to Dubai. I had started doing shows just independently like pop-up shows and in, in literally any venue that i could rent or get Amazing. for free and um 
my friends here had started this thing called Five Green. I don't know if you ever came to Five Green. No, yeah, I did you know, not. Yeah, Shihab. I saw it in your bio, but I wasn't sure. I've never yeah, been. Yeah, it it's no longer open. It was Shihab and Shahi Hamad, their um, uh, Egyptian brother and sister, who are friends of mine, you know, also Dubai kids, you yeah, know, yeah, so yeah, grew, grew up, up here. here. And they opened this kind of like a, like, I would say it was the, probably the first, you know, kind of lifestyle store. And it had a little gallery. And the idea was to have, you know, clothes and things and fashion and accessories from brands that we didn't normally find here, like small labels and, you know, and then they had this little gallery area. So I was doing, they said, we'd like you to sort of be the curator of this gallery. I was like, amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's before the, Yeah. So this is before the third line. So so Bidoon, we're working on. Lisa's in Paris. Now she's gone back to New York. She's managing all of the sort of editorial things. I'm on more, let's say, like, you know, I would say I, I was going to be more like the publisher. She's going to be like the editor. That was the initial yeah, the, idea. Yeah. We launched issue zero from Five Green. And it was amazing. And, you know, shortly after, I had just met my business partners, who are my business partners now, Claudia Cellini and Omar Robash, by ways of a show that I did at Five Green, where we had uh, a Rockney painting that at the time Isabel was representing Rockney. And this is before she had a gallery. Amazing. Isn't that a crazy so story? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, it's really the early formation of Dubai's art scene. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, so yeah. this was my last show at Five Green. It was called Home is Where the Heart Is. And I had made this, the, the gallery into like someone's apartment. So it had like a bedroom, a wall, you know, and then a sitting so room. Creative. And everything was, you know, the artworks were for sale. And even like the furniture, I spoke to Ati here and they gave me really cool yeah yeah it was it was it was a whole thing and and uh, Fatima Rubash who's the 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 wife of Omar had come I had met Isabel and she said you know I'm working with you she was going to Iran actually a lot yeah 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 so I wasn't even going to Iran yeah, then amazing yeah, Isabel yeah. from Belgium was yeah. going well, but and she had is, met you know, yeah, yeah it's amazing and so so I was like wow this lady's <laughs> amazing I said look I'm doing this show it's gonna be like you know group show and there'll be many artists in there and should we put one of these I, I there was this amazing painting by Rockney I remember it and we put it in and Fatima loved it she fell in love with it she bought it so then I went to deliver the painting because I used to do everything <laughs> isn't like, that amazing what a, a story show. and you met Omar I then. met Omar Oh my God. You're like, hello, here's the Rockney painting. And he's like, come in, have a coffee. Well, he and then was you home. wind up starting a gallery. Well, he was home because, you know, Fatima yeah. said, oh, come, you know, you can deliver on this day. And then, yeah. you know, he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, he was, he was just very curious. Said, That's I'm, fantastic. I, what are you doing? I said, well, you know, I, you know, I'm, you know, really interested in working with artists from this part of the world. And I, I told him a little brief. He said, well, that's fascinating. I said, he said, so what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's this magazine, Bidoon, we just started and I, there's a space, Five Green. So um, I don't know. I, I probably need to do something proper, like get a proper job eventually because my parents are kind of <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know? My dad has been patient for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, okay, now what are you going to do? And so he said, well, look, if you ever you know, change your mind or if, or if you, cause I said, I think I said, I'm going to go do my master's. I think I said that to him. I said, yeah, I think about doing my master's. So if you ever, you know, decide to do something here, let me know. And he basically gives me his card and, and literally two weeks later, I'm like, Claudia. oh, I changed my mind. Well, no, I met Claudia. Oh, wow. Which this was is, also an interesting is, story. So I, don't, I did not know any of this about the kind yeah, of early creation. It's, a, it's a good story because I think it's important. And I think people just, you know, like, yeah, like it gets lost. I'm glad I'm, I'm able to see. Well, you know, here. sorry to interrupt you. And I want to hear the Claudia part. But what's interesting is because we have, we know so many people that are creative, that are young. 
and want to start a gallery. You hear it all the time. Yeah. And I think there's this, again, this myth that it all starts out like you go there and you put together a business plan and no. you you know, uh, um, circle four artists that you want to represent. It doesn't necessarily no. happen like that. It can happen by a, via delivering a painting. Literally, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, it, like, I, so I was not even thinking, because also this was, so we all met in 2004. So early days, there was no art galleries in Dubai. There was, well, there was. There was magic. We have to, so credit where credit is due, because there was, and, and I remember, so there was a green art gallery. Okay, green art. Uh, which was, at the yeah. time, uh, Yasmin's mom, mom was yeah. still alive. and got Actually, May's, May's aunt, Amna, yes. Amna Dabakh, was her partner there. Yes, and there was Majlis Arts as well. Um, that was in, now it's called Al-Fahidi, the best Sakia. But... Claudia had moved to, no, she was visiting Dubai from Singapore. She's American, um, but has spent now maybe seven or eight years in Asia. She'd been to Hong Kong. She had started a, a restaurant with a gallery in it in Tibet. And this is like, wow. in the, yeah, so she, she was- And a, I thought the lighthouse was experimental. I know, okay, like, that Claudia. was really, I mean, like she, <laughs> Claudia is, Claudia is <laughs> very, very, <laughs> I mean, yeah. very interesting. I saw, you know, we were introduced by um, a mutual friend, but we actually ended up meeting at a wedding. She said- you're Sunny. I was supposed to meet you. And I said, oh, who are you? She said, I'm Claudia. I remember like our friend Timur. And, and I was like, oh, yes. Okay. So then we met. And I'm, she's asking all these questions. You, What do you think about Dubai? What's happening? What's the art scene? Like I said, look, you know, I've been doing shows now for three, four years. It's great. But, you know, there's slowly people coming around and people come to the shows, but there's no there's not a market, you yeah, know? There, yeah. So this is the thing. So I was also reluctant because I was like, how do you... Commercially make yeah, it quite sustainable. It's yeah, how do you even start model. this? You know, because you, you, it has to, you know... Yeah, sustain itself. I said, so I'm going to go do my master's. <laughs> That's what I said to her. So, but what if... What That's if a great said, line, obviously. Yeah. I mean, this is clearly the line we're all going to use now. Yeah. I go to your master's, let me tell yeah. you. Like, no, 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 don't do your master's. <laughs> I'm going to use this going forward. I mean, I'm yeah. a little too old for them. I'm going to go do my PhD. That's going to be my line. Yeah. That's my next thing. Let's see what happens. <laughs> In a previous podcast episode, I had hosted Isabel van der Einde, whom she mentioned just now about her journey that led to the establishment of her own gallery, IVDE, and a Cercal Avenue, and how the gallery was adapting to the new digital age coming out of lockdown. You'll find the link to that episode in our show notes. We'll continue this incredible story of all the driving forces that led to the launch of the third line with Sunny Rabar right after the short break. Welcome back. I'm Hashem Montasser, and you're listening to the Lighthouse Conversations with my guest, Sunny Rabar. Before the break, Sunny was telling us about the almost serendipitous meeting with Omar Ghobash and Claudia, who almost out of nowhere asked Sunny if she wanted to collaborate on a space in Dubai. And I'm thinking, this girl, is, I, I've just met her. The crazy American. Yeah, I don't, you know, like she doesn't really know me. I don't really know her, but I, was, I like that. I like that she was just so, you know, forthcoming, like open to this idea of starting a business with someone she's never met. So she had more experience in businesses. She had set up a few. Um, she had this uh, art outreach uh, for educational, for like schools in Singapore. So she was really like active in that way. And so... Two weeks later, she sent me a business plan. And she's asking me all these things about on the financials, like, how much do you think this will cost? How much do you think a rent in this? But you know, so she's done yeah, everything. Wow. And we have a number. Yeah. We have a number. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, how much do we need to do? Yeah, do yeah this? this is what we need to get and, done going. Amazing story. And then she's like, So now we need to find, you know, the money. And I said, Well, you know, I, I met this really lovely um man, Omar Robash, and he, you know, 
he said, like, if I would, do, if I was doing things. This is amazing. This story is fantastic. You know what's best? Sorry to interrupt you, but the best thing about it is it spells all the myths about how people do this stuff. They think they have like a long list of fundraisers that they're calling on the phone. Yeah, no. And you went to do a delivery. You yeah. met the guy. Yeah. And then, yeah. the and then I met her. And then it, and, but it all happened within like the and span you of it all up. Yeah, so I said, Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Great. So I said, Okay, you know what? Like, um, she's let's like, go well, talk to him. She's like, Well, let's make a list. Let's put him at the top. Because I said, I don't know. Maybe he was just saying that. I don't know. You know? Yes. And we call him. I said, Hi. I said, Oh, my, I don't know if you remember. He's like, Oh, yes, of course, Sonny. What's up? I said, Well, you know, I've, I've, I actually am going to, I have a business, business plan proposal. and I have a business partner and we have this. I said, Don't call anyone. Let's meet. Um, so we made a plan to meet Emirates Towers because remember back in the day, that's where everybody met. So we, we meet in the lobby of Emirates Towers. And Absolutely. I was like, you know, my dad, of course, is like, are you sure you're ready to start a business? You don't know even how to run a business. And I said, yeah, it's okay. Like Claudia knows how to run a business. And, this is great. you know, I, and then so we met and he looked at things and he said, look, I'm very interested. I, I just want to look over the numbers and I'll get back to you. So don't. Like, don't go to your next person on the list, basically. And that's it. And he called us and he was that on was board it? and that was it. Was there a specific reason for the name? Third line? Yeah, we couldn't find a name for a long time. And, okay. you know, Robash, Salini, Rahbar doesn't sound really no, nice together. No. Sounds and like he, a law firm. It sounds like a law So we were like looking, we kept telling our friends and family, like, look, we want to... Very cool name. Yeah, and we didn't want to have gallery necessarily, you know, or, or art, sorry, in there. Because we were like, we're going to use the space for many different things, you know. So then my dad actually called uh, me one night and he said, there's this amazing Rumi uh, quatrain. It's a short poem by Rumi. And it's called uh, The Third Line, Khatisevom in Farsi, which is which translates into the, the third line. And he said, it's a really great quatrain. It's just about the things that are like undiscovered or about sort of reading between the lines or seeing things that you haven't seen. And, you know, th there's three of you. So I thought, I don't know, what do you think? And I thought, that's amazing. So I texted Claudia and Omar. I said, what do you think of this, the, you know, the third line? And they both loved it. That's and cool. that's it. And that's how, it, and so I have to thank my dad. So my dad gets full credit for yeah, he that. He does get credit yeah. on a number of occasions here. And your mom who of course. whisks you back from New York. But yes, that's, exactly. That's, that's yeah. great. So the third line uh, was established. This is now what, 18 years ago. Yeah. So 18 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Congratulations. Honestly. Thank it's, you. It's a great story. When you first started to come up with your first lineup of artists, was that conscious or was it again, you're <laughs> bumping into them somewhere? Yeah. No. Well, so, I, so from like 2000s, let's say like I had already started you know, yeah. from 2001, yeah, you, you, I was definitely, built a bit of a network. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, we'd started Bidoon, right? So like, so yeah, basically that's, that's, that's when I, um, I exit Bidoon when I okay. established a gallery because it was a lot. So Lisa Farajam continues Continue. Bidoon and yeah. then Negar Azim comes on board, Antonia Carver comes on board yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of, you know, and so, but really like Lisa runs Bidoon. And so, but we, we all stay in close contact and everything. We do a lot of things together, including like, you know, the Sharjah Biennale after parties, which were like Bidoon third line productions. And Amazing. so you even did a, you did even D3 in the early days yeah. of D3. You did exactly. an event here or yes. Hajaj. Yes. And, yes. Yeah, yeah, and Murad Mazouz, yes. which was like the, yeah, I remember that. What was it called? That event? Sadia did that. Sadia yeah, Sadia, exactly. The very early days of D3. Yeah. It was a uh, meet D3. Meet D3. That's what it exactly. was. 
Exactly. Yes. We, we weren't even. I don't think we had a space yet. And I remember <laughs> this is so cool. And I came into the party, and <laughs> um, and there was all the Hassan Hajar stuff. Yeah. And you had tables and like. Well, dancing. Momo had done the food and the the exactly. the, the cake, like exactly. the basically like, and the tent was his idea, which is a, a Bedouin it was tent. Uh, Hassan had done the artwork. Then we had the programming, which was amazing music. Remember? Yes, yeah. I, of course I remember. Yeah. I mean, I remember that night. It stayed very late. Yeah, it did. And <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so then, so then basically, um, where are we? 2005, we're looking for a space. And we settled on um, Alcoz because we were looking for a large space that you know, didn't, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. I mean, we started the business with very little. I mean, people think that we had like all of this backing and it really was, I mean, I, I don't think we could actually start a business with that amount today. Um, so we needed the rent to be not too high. And so we, you know, um, Darius Sandy, who owns the courtyard, uh, is a dear friend of my parents, also Iranian, he's an architect. And, you know, he had this land given to him in Alcoz and we knew it because we used to go there and he built he's built this really beautiful you know area there and it's like it's a beautiful. courtyard yeah. and you know and I said well maybe we could be there because people already come there you know it's it's known it's not too deep in Alcoz and at it's that time Alcoz, space by the way yeah so he said well you know what there's these warehouses where I have my storage is right behind the courtyard and uh, I can introduce you to the landlord actually I think he used to use our warehouse that we took as a storage and he said now it's available <laughs> It's so many. And then, it's amazing because I also yeah. wonder, this is pre-Al-Cercal. This is before Al-Cercal. Yeah, Al so didn't exist. I mean, now exist. it feels yeah. like it's super close to Al-Cercal, but there was no Al-Cercal. No, there wasn't. I mean, Al-Cos was literally Al-Cos, like a completely industrial complex. Al-Cercal owned those warehouses, but remember, they were using but them for For warehousing. Storage, and they're like yeah. automotive stuff and, and stuff. Like. But this is the thing. There was no gallery licenses, by the way, then yeah, either. Correct. So a lot of things were, we were just starting to be, I yeah. mean, like, you couldn't get it. So when we went to register our, our business, uh, we there was no art gallery license. It was um, uh, framing and novelties trading. Yeah, literally that was yeah. So it was like a gift shop license. I don't even know what it was. And yeah. so it was you know. But but we when we saw the space and we saw that what the rent was, we were like, yes, amazing. we'll do this. We'll do this. And my father um, helped. Well, he designed the first space and the amazing. second space. Um, yeah, and both. so he came in and he gave us amazing design for this. You know. And that was, uh, so we finally opened November 9th of 2005. And what was your first show? The first show we did, it was called Beyond Black. And actually it was a group show of Iranian artists, um, photographers, sorry. We focus on photography, uh, included uh, Shuyan Yabadi um, and uh, Ramin Harizadeh was in there. Wow, okay. uh, Bahman Jalali. Yeah, and there's also... A, so there. did you now start building out your artist roster in a conscious way? It w was that because you were at that time, I mean, Isabel was there. There are very few, as you said, I mean, green art, obviously, but it was a very different genre. Yeah. Um, were artists coming to you guys because you became this de facto new cool gallery or were oh, yeah. you so going you were after the them artists... or a combination? No, so I had met a few artists. So let's say Yusuf I had met yeah. before. I had, you know, through, again, through Bidun, we were doing a lot of research on yeah. artists. So that was actually great because that was at that moment where I was yeah. still... Bidun was a great network, yeah. obviously, and the top I... of the funnel. And... Yeah, and then I was also looking, I, I, was, I was looking a lot. So I was doing a lot of research. Artists didn't start coming to us like at that point. They were like where who why i mean so yeah. there was a lot of those questions they were yeah. like dubai are you in a mall what you know why like why like, there was who? a lot of skepticism yeah and and i can speak for arab artists at least that were from yeah. the lebanons and the egypts and the iraqs i mean they were very i don't want to say 
there was a lot of skepticism and almost Absolutely. aversion. This place, you know, doesn't really have the culture. Why would we go there? Totally. I remember those I, days. I remember that too. And yeah. I faced a lot of that from artists where I was like, look, I know you don't believe it. I know Dubai Give is- Give it a shot. You know, it, but yeah, I said, trust us. We're, we're, we're giving this a shot. We also don't know. Yeah. But So the first show we opened at this space, the open uh, the space that was open was Beyond Black. But before we opened, because it took us so long to reconstruct this thing, we were doing shows in Jeff Khaldi's um, studio that then became Isabel Van Den yes, yes, space, yes. B21. B21, yeah. yeah. Incredible. <laughs> You know, this is a, it's a really great story. I'm I'm really happy. I'm it's a great I'm story. I'm recounting it and, because you know, I I've always wanted it to to be there somewhere. And, so. and just can I just say something? Like I I think Maya Allison put on a show in NYU Abu Dhabi a couple of years ago, and it was showing the early early days of New, the New York art scene. Yeah, and and yeah. it was documented, and I had not known a lot about these things, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is so amazing, yeah. and I'm just thinking now loud. It's so important. This is so important here yeah. because honestly, I. I've been here since 2005. Yeah. Yeah. So you I've were there known... when we first came about. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I did not know any of, of this. the background. Yeah. Like none of it. So it's so we important it. to it document should. this. Yeah. Somehow. So this is the first. Yeah. So, so this will go. be one. This, is, this is on record. Pay attention for a change. It's a first. <laughs> this is the first time <laughs> yeah. that the story. Well, and also there are many other voices. So this no, is no, coming no, from the and, and me. We've, by the way, we've had Isabel yeah. on the show and others, of course. And we, yeah. I'm just saying is telling that story in this chronological fashion is important because even to people like me who have been here relatively early yeah. who are involved in the art world in some fashion I did not know any of this yeah, it's true. so, so yeah. it's important for people and it's important on two levels to just educationally but also yeah. for me really important yeah. to understand how entrepreneurial your journey has been and how much of it is trial and error and yeah. not giving up and 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 yeah. being open to meeting people and yeah. it's not necessarily this very linear journey right. which we all love to think it would be but it's not it's not and and we didn't know like i said like we we didn't even like to call ourselves a gallery because we were yeah. like no it's a space and we just remember we did so much programming in that space because also we realized it's not enough that we have a space and we just put a show of these artists okay that i have you know, a lot of respect for and that I know and that I think are important, but nobody else necessarily. So we did a lot of educational activity, like programming. We did, we did catalogs. We, we, we worked with writers every, we still do it now, but we would commission writers to write about our artists so that it would be, which, which is, I always which is so that. important. Yeah. It's so important because we, we started doing books very early on. Um, we would do film screens. This is before Cinema Akil and there was like, there was that. only like the, you know, Hollywood movies showing in the cinemas here. Yes. So we did, we did a film program where we invited, because uh, we had this big... I love that. You yeah. always thought of yourself, honestly, as that kind of almost yeah. a cultural space. That's like what I mean. Halle, in a way. You know what? Honestly, like we were, for lack of an institution at the time, I felt like we were like a Kunstale. You I were. It, it's so funny because when we were thinking about the lighthouse, my original thought was Kunsthalle. And actually the original, I don't even know, if, even if you know the story, but like... I actually, my first name was Bunthouse. <laughs> I was even Lighthouse. And it has, I and think you told me that. I may have told you this. Yes. And, and Rania Ghandur will know this because I, yeah. I called her and I kept pestering her. I'm like, you need to tell me everything about how a Kunsthalle works. Yeah. And we spent a couple of hours talking about yeah. it. And I met some of her partners in New York at the time. Yeah. And then I was like, I just don't know how this would work commercially. Mm, and exactly. it eventually evolved into yeah. what we are. That was a completely different concept. Right. And you but had to be commercial. That's the thing. You, that's like the That's th what we did too. We I, and I did speak to you about this. I, I was like, how do I create a space that's activated, but is sustainable commercially? Exactly. And food obviously made sense. But before yeah. that, I was sort of like, because 
if it's not sustainable, how do you keep it going? How do you keep it going? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. we knew that we had to be a gallery to sell art, yeah. to sustain Everything the else. programming that we wanted to do. And because we realized that, okay, we can't do this nonprofit in Dubai. It's not going to, it's not going to work. Maybe it can now. Maybe we should start a Kunsale. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what comes from this conversation. But, but just like you. <laughs> now we can start a Kunsale. Yeah. yeah because it, these spaces are Another important. first Chirag. Exactly. We're starting Another, a Kunsale. Yeah, we're, <laughs> We're breaking news here, space. guys, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right here in D3. Yeah, exactly. That we were just talking. Maybe it's not a gallery, it's a Kunsthalle. It's a Kunsthalle. I was thinking now as you were talking that if I were an artist, one of the main reasons I'd be attracted to what you're doing is also that. Yeah. Like we all know, right? Some artists that all of a sudden start busting out and like painting. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought you were a photographer. You know what I mean? Right. Like we want to yeah. bracket them. Yeah. So I feel you were giving them the ability to do so many different things. It was also at the conversation, right? So it was really like, again, like Bidun, let's say, was like the starting point about this conversation around what's happening in culture is not, you know, just the visual arts. It's also film. It's also, you know, yeah. writing. It's also so many fashion. We were interested in that as and well. And your Perhaps. artists, many of them are multi-dimension as well. Again. And I think this probably comes from my background of like wanting to be, you know, I, I knew that you cannot, you know, you, Strict I want to, you, yeah, you should, bucket. you should not. It's not that yeah. you cannot, you should not. You and, should and, not. and, you know, and we did a lot of at the time, what would be considered like maybe, first time or you know in, in the region i mean times. or in dubai definitely the uae um and it was you know showing video for the first time you know we did lale khoramian's first shows you know people were not used to seeing that you know even photography even showing yusuf nabil was was yes at that point yes you know, people were like paintings, you know, sculptures. 100%. So the early use of Nabil yeah. work was very yeah. pioneering. Yeah. No so, question. I mean, now it, it's okay. You no, it's is everywhere. So I mean, known now he's, he's so become, established. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I want to keep bringing it back to the, the, the context, you know, which was where we were in the Middle East. And I understood really quickly that even that there were collectors here, right? It wasn't that there wasn't collectors, but they were not buying work from here. Like they were going abroad or they were going to the old centers, which is, Cairo, Beirut, Damascus yes. was, um, you know, uh, Tehran. In our thinking, we thought, well, why can't Dubai also be a center? Yeah. Because of its uh, accessibility, because it is a, a place that is safe and people can come to. But what we were faced with was there was not yet, um, or there was, well, there is now, but at that point, there was no artist actually living and working here and yeah, making but, but work but look here. at your roster of artists now. I mean, it's literally a who's yeah. who of the contemporary art world in the Middle East. Yeah, but but there, the thing is, that's also what we discovered. There were there was an art scene. I mean, I can't say there yes. wasn't. Yes. There was no, in correct. Sharjah. There was there was correct. so many art, amazing artists. I mean, like you know Hassan Sharif and the whole the, yeah. the that group of artists, yeah. but. We spent a lot there of time was no with space. There that. was no yeah. spaces yeah. yet that were like you know. So I think that's kind of what we we fashioned ourselves on, like a place where you, where it could be open, like a kunsthalle, supposedly. You know, but like yeah, and, but, and the flying house with Hassan was a little bit of a kunsthalle. Exactly, one hundred percent. I so mean, that, him this, and you know yeah. Muhammad Ahmad and uh, yeah. you know. So that's Muhammad why I don't want to. I don't want to say because I do think I I think it's important to say that. It wasn't that we were the first. To no, do I don't think anyone's yeah. thinking. You're, yeah. th there were parallel things, of yeah. course, happening. Yeah. I'm just saying that you are one of those voices coming in. And and um, and I love the fact that the story is not linear. Again, I keep saying this exactly. because I feel the kind of crowd that listens to our podcast is is very interested in, on, you know, people, again, now the third line is so established and the yeah. artists you represent are so established right. that it's 
one could think, and there's nothing wrong with that either, yeah. that it feels like, you know, um, these super established New York and London galleries, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it didn't start like that. It started no, from something like very different. I mean, if, I think if you look at some of the big galleries, like if you look at Zwerner, if you look at White Cube, exactly, they all the started somewhere, right? Exactly. It, yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Let me ask you this. Now that you have the roster that you have, the kind of people, the knowledge that you have as well, and, ex and Dubai has grown tremendously, and the culture and art scene yeah, has grown tremendously. Amazing. I mean, today when you say yeah. Koz or a Sirkel, everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, in fact, people come, we were just saying this earlier, from all over the world just to visit. Yeah, like and now, have, in like Sharjah, now, it's amazing. Sharjah, yeah. Vienna, which yeah. is amazing, yeah. work, the work yeah. they did there, Hor and others. Yeah. So how do you look at the gallery now, where you are, and going from here? Because yeah. you've really already done quite a lot. Yeah. What keeps you going, I guess? It's a good question. I mean, I think about it all the time. Yeah, and I think I'm at sure. that point, you know, I was it was very like, you know, there was very like mission driven and you know, I was gonna say, but you those region. boxes. We continue. I, I hope that, you know, what we can do is continue to work with all the artists that are still I mean, we continue to have our roster of artists. I mean, I think that we have 25, 26 artists. Um and I still like to work with artists at a at a you know from a big like sort of early early stages, early stages early in st their career yeah and I and I still do that but also like we've added different elements to the gallery now we have a little shop in the gallery as well That's right. where we um, showcase you know furniture designers or Which we have amazing. books magazines um, we do prints with our artists um, and also you know we have these ceramics and, and so, I love that you keep yeah. pushing I mean you keep yeah. trying to do different things which yeah. I think is so yeah cool. we, we, we you know we, I want to go back a little bit more to like the the third lines early days because yeah. um, basically what happened in the middle is things happen really grow, fast grow, grow. and we're growing growing, yeah, yeah. growing and then we kind of and then things were also growing here so like we stopped doing the the film program because now there's cinema yeah, yeah, so we, they're, it's great and they're doing amazing you know yeah, and actually yeah, yeah. the first um, Cinema Akil presentation before she had her space, Bethena happened in the third line, the old See, third line. Is so that amazing? There's so many, it's yeah. so beautiful what's happened, you know. I want to engage the community because that now, I mean, just coming from the parking lot here, yeah, <laughs> like, there's a lot of people <laughs> in town, people. you know. And, and we're going to do our Kunsthalle, we said it first. Yes, I guess at the beginning we were trying to get people's attention, and I think now we have people's attention, but now we want to sort of maintain that and also grow from from this point you know what happens next and i did ask myself that question and i said well what is a third line does it is it still relevant do we is, does there still need to be a third line and if it is you know what what value is the third line yeah. adding you know and that's what i had to ask myself i mean of course like the artists are i mean there is now everyone everyone recognizes and sees these artists and and many more and uh, like I mean, do you want a third I mean, line in Riyadh and a third line in um, I, Doha I, and in Cairo you no, know what I mean I, I want to like I, some galleries what, have not used this model right some yeah, of the American I, mean, I, I think in terms of expansion there's two ways one is to open your your gallery in, in multiple spaces uh, whether it's internationally or within this region and another way of expanding is it to deepen your program yes. through um, which clearly the, seems to be the which is what I which, which is, is which is kind of yeah, back which to is basics what I, which back is to what basics the, for you which is what the third line wants to do so like now I'm doing uh, shows that stay up longer at the space um, I'm investing more in making sure that we have you know uh, more writing on the works and so through the catalogs that we're doing through commissioning writers or multiple writers um and then bringing people back into the space so we did a talk recently uh, our last show was created by omar khalaif 
Um, and it was an amazing group show that he he curated from our. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah he's he's brilliant, and um, he curated basically from our inventory. So the, oh, that's you so know over like almost twenty years of work that has been there, and um, it was incredible. And and so we he was just here recently for the sort of ending of the show, and we did a talk at the gathering. And I I was thinking this is so important, you know, because we were because people you know we were talking about the stories of how you know it came about, but also about third line in the past, but also how he saw the program. So I think these are, these are like what you're doing with this podcast. This is important. So for me, we, we spent a lot of time growing and trying to get attention. Like I, we did so many fairs and I will continue to do fairs here and there. I'm not saying I'm never going to yeah, do yeah, them, yeah, yeah. but I think we did that part. And I yeah. think now people are also coming here, right? So let's be yeah, more You can here. now really yeah. double down on community development in the way you've Absolutely. always wanted to do it yeah. because you have now the brand and people are yeah. coming in exactly. and, and all of that. Yeah, and also I think it's nice. I think we it took a long time for us to sort of be recognized, not just the third line. I'm talking about the art scene here, you know, in general, uh, for people to sort of take it seriously, for people to understand that, you know, and, and to like change that narrative that sort of, you know, uh, 2001, you know, 9-11, yes. you know, that story has changed a lot. I, I have to also give you credit on something I want to mention. I think it's very important because I get a lot of younger friends, or sometimes not younger, frankly, but but friends that are saying, "I would love to be buying art here, or there for my either for my house or for my or for my own collection, whatever." Yeah. And you know, um, and they find the scene intimidating and or a lot of the artwork not affordable. And I really feel you have done both you as Sunny, but also yeah. Third Line, honestly, a lot to dispel this. I mean, yeah. things are. Making prints, for example, yeah. people can buy something yeah. for a thousand dirham that is or less, very valuable yeah. or less. Exactly, yeah. number one. Number two, I think by as a person, honestly, being so open yeah. and friendly and approachable. I mean that because oh. you know I remember going into places, yeah. especially in in New York and in London, places like that. You, you walk at these galleries and you're like, you almost feel they don't want you there. Yeah, and maybe they don't. I'm like, why are you open then? And I never ever had that feeling walking to Third Line, even if they didn't know if you weren't there. Thank you. And I really feel that's important because. If you can grow that ecosystem, when we spoke about it in other panels, yeah. uh, from the grassroots, yeah. I think it becomes a very lonely little yeah. uh, scene yeah. between, you know, uh, just the ultra wealthy it's a, yeah, and it's a few a, it's a artists. Click. Yeah, yeah. It's a little... And that's not what, I don't think that's what any artist wants. No, because, they definitely don't. And, and, you know, just to reflect on the last few days, I've been, I've been in, in Sharjah the last few days. For the Sharjah Biennale, which is uh, the fifteenth Sharjah Biennale, which is like thirty years of the Sharjah, it's, it's incredible. Amazing. And you know, it's so amazing, like being there. And there's a lot of artists in town. I think there's 150 artists in, in the biennial, and you're there. And like yesterday, I was in Khan and you're seeing all these uh, artist projects, and you know, it's open to everyone. Everyone can go there and see. And that's what yeah. art is. And so that's I, correct. you know, and you. Artists want their work to be seen by everyone. It's not just reserved for a few people yes. that can afford to buy it. And as a gallery, yes, we we are a commercial venture. We do sell the works. Of course, as you but should. These shows now. There's a Hive Kahraman show. I did the 
No, please do. Yeah, please, you know, I, you know, come and see it because it's up until when Mid -March? Uh, March 24th is so the it's through our Dubai. So through our Dubai, okay. well, and go see the show, guys. Yes, please come to yeah. the show. And but what I mean to say is the third line is also open to the public. It's not just for people who can come and buy. A, a, a Will work. you be at our Dubai as well? Yes, we'll okay. be at our Dubai. So we you'll ha have a booth at our Dubai, and of course, there's a yeah. show you have at your yeah. own gallery. But what I mean is, what, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I think that we shouldn't be intimidating, and that's something that I was very. Now, when you come to the gallery, uh, we have the shop in the in the entrance. entrance. Yeah, so it kind of like um, lowers. Uh, yeah, so so you come in and and we also have a a, a pop up by my my amazing friends Hikma. That oh, I love him. We just did a pop up for them here. We did a workshop with them. Really, they're the amazing with, yeah. with Shireen and Mehdi. Yeah. yeah, and people you know might find it strange because this, this is the by, by the way this is the third line kind of three because we've changed our space again. We're still in Alcaraz. It was by choice. I mean, it was with intention, you know, that we said, okay, we want the space to be more welcoming. I love Even that. more than the old space, but come in, you see the shop, you can, you know, people say hello, but we're not rude. We're not, no, you know, no, it's because very I, different. I think, I think, unfortunately, that's what happens. Like a lot of times, um, like you said, people have this experience of galleries where if you don't have enough money to afford the yeah. work, then you shouldn't be here. Yeah. And that's not true. I'm sorry. That's yeah. not that's No, not true. I don't think it's true either, but I think that's a perception and it's not necessarily yeah. started in Dubai. It's a global perception. I mean, you exactly. know, we we have a essential, you can call a restaurant space. Yeah. And as I tell you, we commission artists all the time. It's so important. And part of yeah. it is to de to 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 again remove this myth that you exactly. have to see Hazam Harb in a gallery space only or a museum only. You don't have to. Absolutely. And these artists yeah. want that. Yeah, um, all artists. I mean, I think you know the the reason I work with artists because I, like I said, is I believe that they're the last truth sayers. I think it's so important for the work to be seen and to be understood by many, not just by a few, because they're telling us they're they're telling us a story that otherwise we wouldn't. No, if we didn't have the access to or to see it. And it's important, these stories. It's not just for, you know, a few people to know these things because they're really internalizing and putting into the world, I think, a truth that needs to be seen. I couldn't find a better note to end. Sunny, that was amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I feel you. we've learned so much today. Um, thank you. So really, thank you for making the time. Thank and you so week. much for having me. You have now the official uh, story. Well, well, well one, one side of it from Sunny and uh, about, you know, the beginnings of Dubai. So let's yes. continue. And the Kunstale. I know. Coming I know. soon. Thank, thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you. Catching up with Sunny is always a delight, but I was especially glad to be able to capture and in a way document the history of the third line, because in many ways it tells a story of the art scene in Dubai that's not been told. I shared a bit about how important it is for us to document and showcase those unique moments in time during our January review episode, which we've linked to in our show notes. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I'm your host, Hashem Muntasir. We're produced by Chirag Desai and our content director is Farah Sharif. You can connect with us on Instagram at the lighthouse underscore podcasts and listen to our previous episodes by visiting thelighthouse.ae slash podcast. Happy art season, or as we call it, March Madness. We'll see you again in two weeks.